The following program is being brought to you on the Seventh Wave Network. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit SeventhWaveNetwork.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome. You've entered the realm of 1111 Talk Radio. Your host is Simran Singh. It's time to discover your own language with the universe. Learn to empower yourself, broaden your mind, open your heart, and discover who you are. Now, here's your host, Simran Singh. What are you doing? Is it what you've always done? Do you have that pretty much down pat? Well, if so, that lesson's over, and it's time to do something different, radically different. It's time to push yourself into places you've never imagined going, being whom you never considered possible. Time to discover exactly how expansive, creative, and intelligent you are. If you don't have what you want in your life, who are you waiting on to get it? You are the one that is here to experience it by bringing it forth through you. See it, breathe it, embody it, manifest it. Now is the time. Don't let uncomfortable comfortability be where you land. It is to be where you take the stand from. So it's time to power up. I write these posts every day on Facebook. They're things that come through in my meditations. Little did I know that the perfect book for this week's show was going to appear that was really going to help you not only understand that post, but take that post, breathe it, and embody it so that you do create on purpose. And the title of the book that we're discussing today is Creating on Purpose by Anadea Judith and Lyon Goodman. Two powerful evolutionary forces are at work simultaneously, one from the top down and the other from the bottom up. Spirit, or light of consciousness, is evolving downward into embodiment, infusing matter with spirit. At the same time, matter is evolving upward into spirit, into conscious awareness. You are a rainbow bridge that ties the two forces together. You stand between heaven and earth as both a co-creation of these two forces and a co-creator with these two forces. Today, we're going to talk to these two amazing authors on this book, and I'd like to tell you a little bit about each of them. Anadia Judith is the author of several classics on the chakra system, including the bestseller, Wheels of Life, Eastern Body, Western Medicine, and the award-winning DVD, The Illuminated Chakras. A psychotherapist and a yoga teacher based in Northern California, she teaches worldwide, and you can find out more about her at sacredcenters.com. My other guest is Lyon Goodman, and he is the co-founder of Luminary Leadership Institute, which trains business and organizational leaders to manifest their life purpose and fulfill their destiny. A successful entrepreneur for the past 35 years, Lyon leads workshops and provides transformational coaching, and he lives also in California. His website is transformyourbeliefs.com, and what we're going to be talking about today is creatingonpurpose.net, and the book, again, is Creating on Purpose, the Spiritual Technology of Manifesting Through the Chakras. I'd like to welcome both Anadea and Lyon to 1111 Talk Radio. Welcome to both of you. Oh, I'm delighted to be here. And so am I. Well, I'm excited about this book. I just 
ate right through it, reading every single page, and it is so much of what people need to hear, especially right now with uh, what's going on in the world. We've got an election coming up, um, but not only that, this year has been a time of change, and we're stepping into a, a time where truly we are to be in our own power. So I want to talk first about what that concept of being an active participant is and, and this whole co-creation of reality. Is this for one of us or all of us, or how does this all work? Lion, you want to take that one? Sure. Um, the title that we had for the book before it went to the publisher was Co-Creating Heaven on Earth. And what we realized is that all creation is co-creation. We can't create anything alone, no matter what you want to put together. Even if you're a sculptor and you do your own sculptures, you have to buy the marble from someone and you have to engage a store or a gallery to display it. So all creation is co-creation. And there's nothing you can do alone, really. Uh, Even if you write a book alone, you need customers and readers to buy it. So that's our philosophy. It's for everybody. So this is really a practical approach in terms of how to allow something to come forward, but then how to really bring it down into the steps that really make it a tangible creation, but in collaboration with what's going on in our world. Absolutely. And it's about um, manifesting not just your personal dream, but really seeing how what you dream about serves the larger whole. Because if you serve something larger than yourself, you have the wind at your back. And so we're not just about, you know, the secret, make more money. We're about how can we co-create together a world that is, as, as Lyon said, heaven on earth. You know, whether it's just making your office environment a little more heavenly by bringing in flowers or how you treat your coworkers or making your relationship a little more heavenly or your home life. Uh, or something that we contribute to our community in the world or to a larger cause, all of these are about making a better world, and making a better world is making it more heavenly and bringing heaven down to earth. So it's very spiritual and it's very practical at the same time. Now, if we wanted to be really microscopically honest about ourselves, when it comes to spirituality, a lot of people think that really only means Sunday at church or it means their yoga practice or their meditation practice, and then the rest of the time it's kind of placed on a shelf. You have a different philosophy about spirituality and what this really means in the manifestation process. Would you talk a little bit about that? Spirituality is is one quarter of our lives, uh, and it's hard to separate out. Um, we have the the mental realm, we have the emotional realm, we have the physical realm, we have the spiritual realm, and they're, they're all interrelated and, and integrated as a whole. So trying to separate out spirituality from your life is sort of like trying to separate your emotions from life. You just can't do it. They're a complete integration of all aspects of self. Uh, in the past, many religions have said, you know, body bad, spirit good, or... Um, uh, physical realm bad, heavenly realm good. Uh, Our philosophy and the philosophy that dates back to the tantric period is that you need both. We are the rainbow bridge, as Anadea writes, between heaven and earth, and it's our job to manifest our reality. Uh, Stuart Brand, who wrote the Whole Earth Catalog, said, we are as gods, so we might as well get good at it. 
there are several powerful statements in here um, from other people as well as just powerful information from both of you. And in the past, many authors have written about working with the chakras and going from the root of the earth up. And the paragraph that I wrote, read in the beginning intro of the show came from the book, and you really talk about this being from the top down. Why is this so necessary now, and why does this have a different result in terms of manifestation? Well, if you look historically at the world's great religions, or what we consider that right now, there was a period of time when they were coming into being where they were trying to pull consciousness up from, you know, the mundane chores of just working the farm and milking the cows and, you know, just being very earth-oriented because that's where we were and consciousness had not gone to a higher level. So there are all these great teachings about how to raise your consciousness and they're very important. But, you know, there's been so much spirituality now. We've been doing this for decades. You know, I myself have been on this path ever since I can remember, and uh, ever since I was old enough to read, I was reading spiritual texts about how to raise my consciousness. But then it comes a point with, well, what do you do with that? Do you just sit on your yoga mat and meditate longer each day? I mean, meditation is uh, an essential part of my practice, but do we sit there and do that while we watch the world burn? Uh, right now, it is really all hands on deck is required to turn this world around and make it into the paradise that it can be instead of the disaster that it could be. And I believe firmly that we can make it a paradise, but we need to turn around and manifest now the higher consciousness that we've been developing over the last decades. It doesn't mean that we stop our meditation, but it means now we apply that consciousness to being effective change agents and creators in our world. Well, and I think when we look at how we have done that, whether it is being the person that utilizes meditation or being the person that utilizes busy work, uh, in a sense, those have been escape tools in the past to keep us from taking full responsibility and co-creative action and to kind of let the world go by. It didn't mean we didn't have good intentions in both of those areas, but now the world is calling for a different kind of human, someone that really understands that they are God humans here to truly be able to create, and we have the tools within the body to do that. Yes, Absolutely. Our, title, our title, Creating on Purpose, indicates that we have a purpose, and we believe that each individual has a purpose to be here on Earth at this time. And if you get in touch with that purpose, then you are moving toward your divine uh, mission on Earth. Uh, when you do that, you are in alignment with your whole self, not just your ego needs, which are important. We're not denying the ego. We're not saying ego bad. We're just saying ego is part of this, this system. And your sole purpose is the other part. So you're here to do something. So figure out what that is and then do it. I am with Anadea Judith and Lyon Goodman, the authors of Creating on Purpose, the Spiritual Technology of Manifesting Through the Chakras, this is a guidebook that maps out the manifestation process 
the journey toward your fulfillment. It describes the territory as well as the hazards and challenges that await. They are your guides, for they have climbed the mountains and they know the way and they understand how this process works. In fact, this book, if you read through it, you'll find out that it was created using this exact method. They want you to succeed so that your success can be shared with many others in the world, and they will guide you from where you are now to where you want to be. This is about creating on purpose, fulfilling the full potential of who you are by manifesting through your chakras. You can find out more about the book at creatingonpurpose.net. That's creatingonpurpose.net. And you can also find out more about each of the authors. Anadea Judith is the author of several classics and other bestsellers. And you can connect with her at sacredcenters.com. You can connect with Lyon Goodman, who is co-founder of Luminary Leadership Institute at transformyourbeliefs.com. And again, the website for the book is creatingonpurpose.net. We'll be right back with Anadea Judith and Lyon Goodman. The Voice America 7th Wave Channel Have you seen 1111? Do you wonder why certain numbers keep showing up in your life? 11, 111, 22, 33, 444. People all over the world are seeing 1111 and learning the language of universal communication. Subscribe to 1111 Magazine today. www.1111mag.com. 1111 Magazine is a bi-monthly print publication that offers a rich, multi-sensory experience. As you engage with experts and topics of consciousness, become enlightened, empowered, and energized so you live a passionate and authentic life of conscious choices. 1111 Magazine, a daily staple for lifting the mindset, discovering the heart, and stepping into conscious living. 1111 Magazine. Order now at www.1111mag.com. 1111mag.com. In these changing times, the journey toward global consciousness has never been more important. Gaim TV is the first online video library dedicated to support your journey toward global and personal discovery. Our viewers enjoy unlimited access to our vast selection of inspiring interviews, engaging films, and award-winning wellness videos. And we invite you to try it for free. Visit www.gaiamtv.com to start your free trial. The journey starts now. That's G-A-I-A-M-TV.com. The Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Be extraordinary. Be the change. listening to 1111 Talk Radio. If you'd like to join today's discussion, please call in toll-free at 1-866-472-5795. Again, 1-866-472-5795. You may also send an email to info at believesc.com. Now back to 1111 Talk Radio with Simran Singh. We have access to more information than any other civilization has ever had before. And the world's greatest spiritual traditions, many of them once hidden and esoteric, are now available through every media source. 
political humorist Steve Behrman, also known as Swami Beyonanda, Beyond Ananda, has said that it's time to stop being children of God and start being adults of God. My guests today, Anadea Judith and Lyon Goodman, have written a book entitled Creating on Purpose, The Spiritual Technology of Manifesting Through the Chakras. Let me read you a paragraph from this book. The chakra system describes the architecture of the human soul. It is a profound formula for wholeness, a template for transformation, and a map for manifestation. Its seven major energy centers correspond to nerve ganglia along the body's core. As a whole, the system forms a bridge that connects universal polarities, spirit to matter, heaven to earth, and mind to body. The chakras are stepstones along that bridge, bridging, bringing those polarities into union. Union is the meaning of the word yoga, a system from which the chakras originated. So, Anadia, I want to ask you, because you have done so much of this work with the chakras, and I've been familiar with many of your other books, which are incredible and probably belong in every person's library that is interested in really growing themselves on that inner landscape and into their power. As this path of manifestation begins and the ideas start to rise and move into consciousness, you're talking about really bringing that from the top and and pulling it down into the body through specific steps, and these are related to the particularities of each chakra. That's correct. And as we do, in fact, if you look at the old texts on the chakras, they describe them as condensing chambers, condensing the energy of consciousness into denser and denser layers until we get full manifestation. So as we go from thought or just an idea into imagination, you know, you have an idea, oh, I want to build a house, and then you start visualizing in your mind or daydreaming, oh, what kind of house do I want? Oh, I, you can see the big windows or you see the view. And then you after, you after that, you begin to talk about it. You take it from your imagination where you actually take it from inside your own head to speak to someone else about it. And, of course, as soon as you do that, you've entered into relationship, some kind of relationship with that person, whether it's a professional relationship between you and an architect or a builder or a bank or a real estate agent. And then, you know, you have a whole series of relationships. And then, of course, there's things that you have to do that brings you down to Chakra 3. And as you do them, things start to come together. That gives you your passion, and things start to move into place, that chakra too. And then finally, as you move physical elements together, you have your house. You have your finished product. And so it's a process of moving into denser planes as you come down the chakras, becoming more specific, more precise, more focused, more detailed from the abstract, oh, I have an idea to I'm going to call so-and-so at 9 o'clock tomorrow morning and talk about the business plan and that I need to borrow $50,000 to get this business started. That's very specific. And um, what we find is that people experience resistance as they move down into density and that that resistance is natural. There's ways to handle it, but most people let the resistance stop them. And we say that master manifestors are people that know how to handle obstacles and do so easily and effortlessly. And people who get stopped say, oh, does this obstacle mean I'm not supposed to do it or that I don't have what it takes or I'm not good enough? No, it just means you have an obstacle and it can be handled. 
Well, and I think that as we're living in this world, it seems like so many of the obstacles are so big on this physical plane that are laying around us, whether they are financial or whether there are relationships or whether it just seems like the world is out to get us. But in reading the book, I had to wonder that if we focused on these different areas and the questions that you bring forward for a person to inquire within, the degree to which the obstacle would manifest at this very physical level, the stensis level, would probably be less because we have removed the obstacles along the way. Exactly. And so those don't those obstacles do not gain density because we remove them at the level of beliefs, for example. Or we remove them when we imagine what we're going to do and we actually see the obstacles and we can head them off at the pass. Or we remove them in the throat chakra in the form of those inner voices that say, oh, you'll never do it. We have to get rid of those inner voices. And so there's steps for removing obstacles at each level. Now, I think there's a, a real distinction, and you bring it up in the book, about being, doing, and having. And I think that it's important to go into what these three basic modes are really relating to in the world. Can you talk a little bit about that? Sure, I'll take that one. Um, Many people have the belief that if I do the right things, then I'll have what I want, and then I'll be the person that I want to be. For example, if I uh, do a lot of work, then I'll have money, and then I can be rich. Or they think that if they have to have something in order to do something in order to be someone. So, for example, I, I have to have the right car in order to get the job I want or attract the right person that I want, and then I'll be in a relationship. And what's what we take as an approach is that being comes first. So who do I need to be in order to do the things I need to do in order to have the things I want to have? So, for example, to write a book, I need to be focused, I need to be clear, and I need to be disciplined. Then I will do the things that are necessary to write a book, like sit down and type for four hours a day, in order to have a book published. So we straighten people out when they're going at things backwards and get the being to happen first. And by being who you want to be, then you can do and have the things you want to do and have. That's what I love about this book, Creating on Purpose, because it really does provide that practical approach. So whether or not someone even wants to to recognize that we're energy beings or that we are godlike beings or that we have the ability to do so, if they follow the steps, it is a practical method of going through and truly creating something. Now, in the past, we've often looked at the manifestation of something as a cycle, but in the book, you actually call it a creation spiral. Could you explain that? concept. Yeah, Lion, I'll let you take that one, too, because you wrote that section in the book. (laughs) All right. So everything that comes into existence uh, starts as a beginning. It has a middle and it has an end. Every life form has a birth, a life, and a death. And when you're creating, there are many, many cycles, many things you have to do, many parts of the process. So you have to begin them, do them, and then complete them. And so when you're manifesting, you need to have a clear understanding of this process of cycles upon cycles and upon cycles. Every time you move around a cycle, you've not just gone around in a circle, you've also elevated one level. So, for example, when we're writing the book, 
we needed to create a first draft. We completed the first draft, and that got us to a higher level called an editing cycle. <laughs> Once the editing cycle could take place, then we could send it to the publisher. So the creation spiral is getting around these cycles of creation, one layer above the next, above the next, above the next, until you complete the whole project. Now, businesses have been successful in the world, and they're the probably the leading institution of the world, because they have structures for success. They have a structured way of getting things done and getting a lot of people working on a project in order to get it done. So those principles are just as important in the manifestation process as the more spiritual uh, aspects of visioning, for example. So when you have a project, you need to be able to break it down into smaller parts that are doable. A lot of people get overwhelmed when there's a big project. They say, well, there's just too much to do. I can't handle it. Well, they could handle it if they followed the instructions in the book and broke it down into smaller and smaller parts that are doable. And when you describe that, the visualization that comes to me is that the cycles do exist in layers, and it's between those cycles that the obstacles occur, but the energy of the spiral is what keeps it moving so that we can move around the obstacles. I like a statement that you wrote in the book that obstacles do not appear in your way in order to stop you. They actually appear in order to strengthen and hone you or hone your plans. Yes, one of the facts that most people don't know when they're trying to create something is that whenever you create something new, what happens is that previous creations or old beliefs automatically get stimulated to come up and reassert themselves. So, for example, when I say I'm going to make four phone calls tomorrow to move my project forward, old beliefs like, well, they don't really want to hear from you and who's going to be interested in what you have to offer anyway, automatically come up. And as Anadea said, these are not blocks or barriers unless you let them stop you. If you recognize them as automatic machinery, you see, oh, I've got an old belief there. What's that about? And then if you remove the belief, if you clear it out of the way, then you can step forward step by step by step. It's sort of like if you buy property and you want to build a house on it and you go to your building site and you say, oh, no, there's trees here. I guess I can't build here. But mm-hmm. we know that, you know, to build on, you know, raw land, you have to do a little clearing. It's natural that the trees are there. And uh, not that I'm advocating cutting down trees unnecessarily, but it's just pre-existing conditions, and we just need to greet them with a smile and say, well, what tool is most appropriate for clearing rocks and trees from a building site? What tool is most appropriate for um, eliminating my negative beliefs? What tools are most appropriate for strengthening my will, for clarifying my vision? Uh, Whatever level it is at, you want to go to the right tool. A lot of people use affirmations, intentions, uh, different methods that have been proponed in the past in different ways, and I think oftentimes people feel like that's going to be the quick fix. If I'm just doing my affirmations or if I've just stated an intention, why isn't my world turning out the way it's supposed to be? I have a great understanding that we are really experience experiencing itself, and what you're talking about in moving around these obstacles and creating the different steps is really us being that experience, stepping into the process of experiencing. So can you talk a little bit about 
how we really do utilize the affirmation and the intention process through creating on purpose. Yes. Well, affirm- um, oh, go ahead, Anna. Okay. Well, when we make an intention and we do an affirmation, I mean, that is a powerful force that comes out from our thoughts and heads like an arrow toward our target. The trouble is we have many other affirmations going along in, in our psyche as well. You know, I have an affirmation, I have an intention, I'm going to get up every morning at 6 o'clock and meditate for one hour until it comes to Wednesday morning when I stayed up too late and the alarm goes off and I go, oh, but I don't really feel like getting out of bed. And there I have a counter-intention. And so we are filled with many of these counter-intentions. And as we said, there are things that are pre-existing, their beliefs, their tendencies, their habits their fears, there are all kinds of things that exist within. They can even be obstacles from other people. And the trouble with affirmations is it strengthens the intention, but it doesn't actually clear out what we call these counter-intentions or counter-currents. So you're shooting your arrow toward your target, but meanwhile you're shooting into a crosswind that's going to blow it off the target unless you deal with that crosswind. When we talk about cycles that need to be completed, those countercurrents are also cycles that need to be completed. Most people want to just push them down, and that doesn't allow them to complete, and we know that what you resist persists, so actually you create more of it. What we advise is bringing those countercurrents up and exaggerating them, making fun of them, you know, popping them out of your psyche, and that when you do that, you discover that they don't have any energy anymore. The energy you have just freed up, you take now back to your intention. And so what you've done is you've created the cycles of those counterintentions. Being complete, they can now go away. Do you want a map or a path of manifestation? Best-selling author Anadia Judith and Luminary Leadership Institute co-founder Lion Goodman explore the chakra system as a map for manifestation. The seven chakras are embedded into our nervous system. When aligned, they form a vertical channel along our core. Within this channel, two major currents of energy move upward and downward, the currents of liberation and manifestation. This guidebook, Creating on Purpose, a spiritual technology of manifesting through the chakras, focuses specifically on the current of manifestation, the downward current from the crown to the base. This current moves step-by-step from ideas to reality. As a map, it can guide you in creating the life of your dreams on purpose. You can find out more about this at creatingonpurpose.net. If you'd like to connect directly with Anadea Judith, go to sacredcenters.com. And directly with Lion Goodman, you can go to transformyourbeliefs.com. Again, the book website, Creating on Purpose, is creatingonpurpose.net. We'll be right back with Anadea Judith and Lion Goodman. This is the Seventh Wave Channel on the Voice America Network. Have you seen 1111? Do you wonder why certain numbers keep showing up in your life? 11, 111, 22, 33, 444. 
people all over the world are seeing 1111 and learning the language of universal communication. Subscribe to 1111 Magazine today, www.1111mag.com. 1111 Magazine is a bi-monthly print publication that offers a rich, multi-sensory experience. As you engage with experts and topics of consciousness, become enlightened, empowered, and energized so you live a passionate and authentic life of conscious choices. 1111 Magazine, a daily staple for lifting the mindset, discovering the heart, and stepping into conscious living. 1111 Magazine. Order now at www.1111mag.com. 1111mag.com. Every life on Earth has the capability of knowing the world in a much more powerful way than what we've settled for. And Gaiam TV is there to support your journey in knowledge, awareness, and awakening. Our vision is to raise global consciousness by bringing viewers original interviews, inspiring films, and engaging series on today's most sought-after topics. We invite you to try Gaiam TV free for 10 days. Visit www.gaiamtv.com to claim your free trial. You won't look at your life and your world the same way again. That's G-A-I-A-M-T-V.com. Be visionary. This is the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. You are listening to 1111 Talk Radio. If you'd like to join today's discussion, please call in toll-free at 1-866-472-5795. Again, 1-866-472-5795. You may also send an email to info at believesc.com. Now back to 1111 Talk Radio with Simran Singh. When you align your chakras vertically, they enhance the flow of universal energy and move this flow through your body in the most efficient and direct way possible. With this opening, you have the most direct access to source, the universal creative energy. You might be calling this God, Goddess, Higher Self, Holy Spirit, whatever name by which you would use, but you are have that direct access. The chakras act as portals between the inner world of your experience and the outer world of your environment. When your chakras are aligned and open, your mind and body work in harmony, making your actions more effective in the world. This is from the book, Creating on Purpose, The Spiritual Technology of Manifesting Through the Chakras. The authors are Anadea Judith and Lion Goodman, and it is truly a power-packed book that will not only give you wonderful intellectual material, but actually give you the processes to help you bring that manifestation from the ethers into the physical form and allow you to work through obstacles and change and the different things that you would encounter along the way. I'd love to have uh, someone understand uh, some of the chakras and how this works. Anadia, you talk about uh, how people can keep their eyes downward and live in the limitations of what already exists, but the seventh chakra is about being wide open to to the possibilities that are out there and, and, and then bringing them into probability form. Talk a little bit about how we begin this process with the seventh chakra. Well, we really have to kick the roof off the top of our head and realize that we live in an infinite, exquisite universe. And if we even take this planet and all the variety and all the various forms of manifestation that are on it, and we know our planet is one little speck, 
in our galaxy, which is just one galaxy of, among millions and billions, then we have to realize we are in an unlimited possibility. That is the field that we are born into. That's what we have to work with. That's what we co-create with. And we need to get out of our, you know, limiting limitations in our thinking that it has to be the way we've already seen it. But creation is actually creating something new that hasn't been before. So we go into silence. We go into emptiness. We go into a place where we actually can hear the instructions of the divine. I find that when I meditate, you know, there's just instructions just ready to be downloaded into my head. I just needed to be quiet enough long enough to listen to them. So we tell people to begin in emptiness. And that, you know, emptiness is how we begin anything. You cook dinner on a clean pan. You take a shower before you go out on a hot date. You, you know, clean your, you you start a painting on a blank canvas. So the manifestation process actually starts by emptying and connecting with spirit. You also say that you should never let your reality define your reality. Talk a little bit about that. Well, if you imagine taking a rubber band from where you are now, your current reality, which is however much money you have, the state of your relationship, the state of your job, whatever, and you stretch it, and intention is from tendere, to stretch. If you stretch it toward your goal, I would like to be here with a published book that hits, you know, the top 100 on Amazon by you know, January 15th, 2013. All right, I'm putting my stake in the ground at that point, and my intention is stretching a rubber band between those two. Now, we know that a rubber band, any tension wants to resolve. It wants to shrink back. So it can either shrink back to my current reality, meaning, oh, but that's too hard and nobody does that and it's a bad economy and my mother always said I'd never amount to anything and who am I to do that anyway? And what you've done is you've resolved the tension, yes, but you have reinforced your current reality and lost your dream. But that if you instead keep your intention on that point and say, well, how can I get there? Well, I could get a tutor to tutor me in this aspect that I need a little help with, and I could hire somebody to do that aspect, and I could, you know, perhaps borrow a little money to get this started, and I could, you know, um, enroll in a course. Then what you're doing is you're solving your problems, and you're actually moving your reality toward your dream. And that's where we say never let your reality, meaning your current reality, Define your reality. Define the reality that you could have. Let your dream define your reality, not your current circumstances. So, Lani, it sounds like the first place of denseness that we actually hit when we start having this this concept or dream funnel through will be the thoughts or the beliefs that start to bubble up in between that the spaces of that rubber band that Anadea was talking about. Absolutely. Uh, you can come up with any creative idea, but that new idea comes into a field of what's already existing, which is your beliefs. And beliefs are found at all levels of the chakras. We have beliefs about our abilities. We have beliefs about love. We have beliefs about power. We have beliefs about planning. But beliefs are the fundamental building block of consciousness, of human consciousness. So in order to clear your path, you have to clear your beliefs. And as I said,
said, whenever you create something new, old beliefs that you have will automatically get stimulated to reappear. So the belief clearing process is one of the main techniques that we teach to move the things out of the way that get in the way for everyone. And the only difference between someone who's very successful and someone who's not successful is their ability to handle the blocks, barriers, beliefs, and resistance that comes up. So beliefs uh, are can be about yourself, about your own abilities. They can be about other people. They can be about the world. So if I come up with a great idea, I may have beliefs about my own limitations. Well, I'll never be able to do that. Or they could be about other people. I'll never get somebody to loan me the money. Or they could be about the world. It's a terrible economy, and nobody will want to buy what I have anyway. So the ability to recognize that these are just beliefs and the beliefs are changeable gives you the power to clear your own path. And we have techniques in the book to do just that. And it sounds like stage fright is what takes place right there. Also, it's it's that, wow, that's so big, that's so huge uh, of a, a, an idea that I could accomplish, but yet that stage fright also elicits a passion and a spark of someone that wants to really do something and can see it, but then they go back and forth in, in relation to that tautness. So that moves us into Chakra 6 where the vision has to be vitalized. Anadia, how do we get past that stage fright place and say, okay, I'm, I'm willing to, to really anchor and see this vision for what it is. I have worked with the beliefs that have come up at that point, and now I'm ready for that next step. Well, one way to deal with it, we get afraid because it seems so big and we're looking at it all at once. And we're not breaking it down into manageable chunks. But every journey starts with a single step and then actually proceeds one step at a time. And so if you can break it down into chunks, you can say, well, I could do that much. And then another chunk, well, after you do that, oh, yes, I could do that much. That's doable. And, you know, it's the difference between having stage fright of having to be the lead in the play and having hardly looked at your script and uttered the whole thing than to have rehearsed it well and have, you know, only a few lines that you say at each place. So in the sixth chakra, when we vision and really look down the timeline toward the future and look at the details of what would be the fulfillment of my dream, what am I doing, what am I wearing, who am I talking to, how am I feeling in my body, where am I, what, you know, sometimes even a date comes up, you know, this will happen in 2015 or um, August 1st, 2015. Um, What we do is then we look back, we call it remembering your way back from the future, and we look at what were the obstacles or what were the chunks, and you see that just before you had your dream, you did this. And a few days before that, you did that. And a couple of weeks before that, you did this. And a couple of months before that, you did that. And what that does is give you a logical timeline of how to proceed, and you look at it from the point of view of having already done it. And it becomes much easier to handle. You say, oh, well, I, I did that. <laughs> <laughs> and, and we do. We build that confidence and we start to move forward. Lynn, the book also speaks about imagination being a necessary ingredient for creating on purpose. And for so many people, 
at the time they were children, sometimes that imagination ability got squashed or got judged or was not allowed to fully come forward. So as we utilize the sixth chakra, and so much of it is about us getting into our imagination, how do we move back into that place of being able to see expansively rather than with limited binoculars? That's a great question. A lot of people limit themselves um, in in ways that are, are really tragic. Uh, I think it was Marianne Williamson that said, you know, your greatest fear is actually how great you are, you know, and you need to deal with that fear so that you can be great. Uh, for us, we are unlimited beings, and there are no limitations other than one, the ones we place on ourselves. So to recognize that you are connected to everything, that you're part of everything, that you're part of a really marvelous universe, and you're part of the gift of life, uh, and that you can actually rest inside the gift, it gives you the ability to open up a little bit and a little bit more and a little bit more. So the development of the imagination is really the taking away of self-limitations of who you believe you are and opening up to the marvelous universe that gave birth to you and that invited you to become a co-creator with it to create something marvelous. The ancient masters called the downward path bhukti, which also means enjoyment. In this path, the flow of creation begins in the vast plane of pure awareness. It enters our individual consciousness as a thought or idea. The chakras act as condensers, giving thoughts shape and form, moving them into words and then into actions until they are dense enough to manifest on the material plane. This is called the energetic path the current of manifestation. It is the path that we enjoy the play of life, the myriad ways the divine can manifest into the world, the myriad ways that your God self manifests into the world. This is from the book Creating on Purpose, a spiritual technology of manifesting through the chakras. The authors are Anadia Judith, who is the author of several classics on the chakra system, including the bestseller Wheels of Life and Eastern Body, Western Mind and the award-winning DVD, The Illuminated Chakras. You can find out more about Anadea at sacredcenters.com. The other author is Lion Goodman, and he is the co-founder of Luminary Leadership Institute, which trains business and organizational leaders to manifest their life purpose and fulfill their destiny. You can find out more about Lion at transformyourbeliefs.com. And to access information about the book, any workshops or teachings, go to creatingonpurpose.net. Again, the book is Creating on Purpose, the Spiritual Technology, of manifesting through the chakras. Go to creatingonpurpose.net. We'll be right back with Anadea Judith and Lion Goodman. The Seventh Wave Channel on the Voice America Network. Have you seen 1111? Do you wonder why certain numbers keep showing up in your life? 11, 111, 22, 33, 444. People all over the world are seeing 1111 and learning the language of universal communication. Subscribe to 1111 Magazine today. www.1111mag.com 
1111 Magazine is a bi-monthly print publication that offers a rich, multi-sensory experience. As you engage with experts and topics of consciousness, become enlightened, empowered, and energized so you live a passionate and authentic life of conscious choices. 1111 Magazine, a daily staple for lifting the mindset, discovering the heart, and stepping into conscious living. 1111 Magazine. Order now at www.1111mag.com. 1111mag.com. In these changing times, the journey toward global consciousness has never been more important. Gaia TV is the first online video library dedicated to support your journey toward global and personal discovery. Our viewers enjoy unlimited access to our vast selection of inspiring interviews, engaging films, and award-winning wellness videos. And we invite you to try it for free. Visit www.gaiamtv.com to start your free trial. The journey starts now. That's G-A-I-A-M-TV.com. Invite meaning and inspiration to your life. This is the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. listening to 1111 Talk Radio. If you'd like to join today's discussion, please call in toll-free at 1-866-472-5795. Again, 1-866-472-5795. You may also send an email to info at believesc.com. Now back to 1111 Talk Radio with Simran Singh. I'm so excited to have my guests, Anadia Judith and Lyon Goodman, on the show today discussing this amazing book entitled Creating on Purpose, The Spiritual Technology of Manifesting Through the Chakras. I definitely urge you to go to the website, creatingonpurpose.net, and getting uh, more information in regard to the book and ordering a copy of the book. Um, you need to understand what you need to do through every one of the chakras to really bring those dreams and that life purpose and that spark of passion that you hold in your heart into reality. The world is waiting on you, and more than likely you have been waiting on yourself. If you'd like to engage in a workshop for Creating on Purpose and really give yourself a boost, you can uh, go to the website, creatingonpurpose.net, and they have something going on at Kripalu in Lenox, Massachusetts, February 18th through 20th, so get registered for that. In addition, you can register for an online course that Anadea is teaching, and it's Creating Your Life on Purpose, um, also listed on the website. So definitely take a look at creatingonpurpose.net and find out more about what's going on and get yourself creating on purpose. The chakra system is a master map and an elegantly profound system for understanding the links between the self and the world. The chakras have been used to identify states and stages of consciousness, developmental periods of human growth and maturity, and eras of human history. Anadea has written extensively about the philosophy, psychology, and collective sociology of the chakra system in her book, Wheels of Life, which describes the basic philosophy of the chakra system. Eastern body, Western mind also charts the system's inner psychology, and Waking the Global Heart looks at the history of human civilization through the chakra lens. That's a wonderful set of prerequisites as you move into creating on purpose, so if you really want to delve into everything and get yourself connected, I urge you to look up both of these amazing individuals. Anadea Judith can be reached at sacredcenters.com, and Lyon Goodman can be reached at creating on 
uh, excuse me, at transformyourbeliefs.com. So I'd like to give my listeners a little more taste of what happens through some of these chakras. Um, and so I thought we'd discuss a little bit of Chakra 5, and then for them to know any more, they're just going to have to buy the book, which mm-hmm. is fabulous. So I'd like to get into the conversation about conversation. And there's two slants on this. There's the conversation that goes out into the outside world, and then there's that conversation of all those pieces and parts of ourselves that have a voice to speak that may either want to deny us what we're looking for or want to urge us forth to move and really have it. And so I'd love for either one of you to to go into that, whoever would like to take that question. I'll take it. Um, So conversation is obviously between two people or two parts, and as we said, all creation is co-creation. So you could say all conversation is co-conversation. The fact is that if you have an idea, let's say you want to build that house that Anadea was talking about earlier, you need to engage in conversations to create density and specificity. So if you go to an architect and the architect says, well, what kind of house would you like to build? And you say, oh, you know, I want a big house. The architect will say, well, exactly how big do you want it? He brings specificity to your desires. Well, I want it to have uh, um, a number of bedrooms. Well, how many bedrooms exactly? So in the course of the conversation, you achieve specificity. Whatever conversation you have, you're helping uh, reflect back in the world what the world thinks of your idea and causes you to get more and more specific. So the conversation that you have with people helps you shape and craft your idea down through the chakras. And the fifth chakra is about conversation, it's about talking, and it's also about listening. So you have to speak it out into the world, you have to share your dream. In fact, that's the fastest way to manifest a dream is to share it with everyone you know. And then you have to listen to the feedback of the world and use that as more information to shape and hone your idea. You mentioned the internal dialogue, and this is back to beliefs and voices. We have internal voices. We have the inner critic. We have the inner annihilator. We have the inner um, dream team that's going rah-rah. So it's important to bring in all of those internal voices and turn them into allies because every one of them has an important point of view. And the idea is to not let them stop you, but to use them as uh, consultants because even the inner critic has something to offer. And if you push it away and try to try to knock it out, it's going to come back with a vengeance. So rather than that, you listen carefully and hear what it has to say. You don't have to take it seriously, but it has important information. And that seems like we touch back on the upper chakras as we continue to work down so that we use those methods of stillness and and different tools that we've learned along the way. There's a beautiful quote that opens the book by Michelangelo Buonarroti, and it is, The greater danger for most of us lies not in setting our aim too high and falling short, but in setting our aim too low and achieving our mark. And, Adia, I think a lot of people do settle or do set their aim too low rather than going for that big dream and that big vision. Talk a little bit about why this is really that invitation to be who we're meant to be here and take responsibility for the God-human co-creative capacity that we each possess. Well, when we reach for a big dream, we have to evolve. And I'm experiencing this right now. I'm just moving into a new house, and uh, it's 
a more expensive house than I planned on, but I fell in love with it, and I have six months to come up with the money and buy it, or I have to move. And moving's a real pain, <laughs> and so I really don't want to move, and it's a bit of a stretch. But what I find in choosing to do this, and I could say, oh, well, it's too much money, and I really don't want to be under that gun of having to make that mortgage every month, and I'd rather take a smaller place, which is a perfectly reasonable thing to do. But what I'm finding is just being there has such elegance and grace that it is evolving me to think higher, to think bigger, to stretch out more. And, you know, the humor part of spirit is that just as this book comes out, uh, spirit is saying, okay, let's see if it works. I've got to stretch my rubber band to this point six months from now and say, okay, I've got to manifest everything I need to buy this place within six months. And can I do it? Can I make my reality um, reach my goal? And what it does is it evolves me to become more who I could be than who I was. Well, I challenge you all to pull out those reprimands and stretch them to the full capacity of creating on purpose. The manifestation path begins in the sea of infinite awareness, which is Chakra 7. You'll flesh out your dream in detail using that imagination to visualize the fulfillment of your dream at a specific point in the future, which is Chakra 6. Then you step it down to the realm of communication, where you tell others your dream and inspire them to join you or have them provide feedback, information, and support. That's Chakra 5. This brings you to Chakra 4, which is the realm of relationship, where you find others to work with, to serve, and to supply what you need along the way, leading you to your will. Chakra 3. You begin to move yourself and others towards your desired objectives. You've broken down your dream into specific goals, projects, and tasks. And when the obstacles appear, you have a way of dealing with each one. At this point, you reach Chakra 2. Begin to see the results, which further fuels your passion, naming and asking for what you want. You attract what you need. Finally, through the completion steps, you reach Chakra 1. You've brought this dream into reality. You have a fully functioning new business, an ideal relationship, a community project, a finished book, a movie, or a new home. Your thriving vision brings value to others. You've just been the example that others need to see. If you want that in your life, I urge you to go to creatingonpurpose.net, get the copy of your book, Creating on Purpose, and go ahead and look into the workshop at Kerpalu, February 18th through 20th in Lenox, Max, Lenox, Massachusetts. Also, you can check out the online course with deep, deep gratitude. I want to say thank you to Anadea Judith and Lion Goodman for being on 1111 Talk Radio. It has been an amazing conversation, and I wish you much success with this book. It is most needed in the world at this time for so many people. Thank Thank you you so much. much. It's been a delight. As always, it is a pleasure to be with you. I look forward to seeing you again next week and having another exciting conversation that broadens the mind, opens the heart, and touches the soul. I'm Simran Singh. Until then, be well. Thank you for stepping into the doorway of conscious choice with 1111 Top Radio. Please join host Simran Singh again next Thursday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern Time for another enlightening edition here on the 7th Wave Network. Remember, shift happens. Shift happens.